Welcome to the Disgruntled Sailor Podcast, a place where my scumbag friends and I talk shit, tell stories, and spread rumors. I hope you motherfuckers are ready because it's about to go down like motherfucking Kevin Hart. This entire ad is recorded with AI because we're fucking lazy, and this makes it funnier. We'd like to give a special shout-out to our sponsors, Georgia Beer Company and Rowdy Sailors, because without you, none of this shit would be fucking possible. Remember, bitches, the views and opinions expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member or the views of the United States Coast Guard. The podcast does not have any association with or endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, and crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch, motherfucker. What's up, you fat bitches? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It's episode 80, 80 right? A whole 80. We have a guest. A guest with us. We haven't, we're going to come up with a nickname on the spot, but earlier he was having some audio difficulties. So if it sounds, I'll fuck blame him. Technological differences. He was using an Xbox controller <laughs> to run his headphones through. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself in any way, shape, or form? Like what you are or anything? Um, yeah, I'm a bosa mate. Okay, I mean, this isn't really a this isn't really a talking <laughs> shit episode. So, I mean, you can let go as much as you want. Yeah, like I don't want to use your name if you don't want us to use your name. It's fine. I don't care. I can use your whole name. You've already said my whole name a bunch. <laughs> we actually have. <laughs> when, you, when you were talking shit about me. That's fair. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so we have um, a special guest all the way from the Alaska. The the Alaska. Alaska. There's only the one. Yeah, this is the first, one. hopefully, of many. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, I my audio you. doodad isn't going up and down. It is on my no. This is hopefully the first of several where we do like Sault Ste. Marie and Guam. Proud of yourself? I am. Okay. So we're going to go over some Alaska stuff and some other stuff. Um, You want to plug the old... You want to knock out Guam right now too because I was there. Huh? I said you want to knock out Guam in this one as well. Maybe when you order a microphone. Yeah. Okay. You sound like hammered dog. I'd here. send you one, but it'd take 45 days to get there. Skip was supposed to send me one. And he never did. Who? Skip. Shout like out. Skip Bowen? No. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Skip Bowen. That's him. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for not sending one, Skip Bowen. Yeah. Skip Bowen mom is a former matching petty officer of the Coast Guard. I'm not explaining all of it, but Google it. Um, Dude, did I did I tell you, Miami, that I'm trying to get Crocs to sponsor an episode of the podcast? Yeah, I hate Crocs. <laughs> I just want a pair of those new croc cowboy boots that they're releasing i'm wearing my crocs right now too they get released on the 23rd of october and so every day i'm sending them a dm i literally couldn't give a shit about crocs good i hope I they approve. only send me a pair i approve all right you want to plug the coffee oh yeah we talked about it in what was it two episodes ago now that we're working with humble beginnings coffee company now and 
they have came out with a disgruntled sailor branded coffee. It's called Harbor Hooch. It's actually pretty good. I've almost used the entire bag they've sent me to try. Uh, it's supposed to get released November-ish. Sometime in November. Oh, excuse me. So make sure you go buy them for all your friends. Yeah, Christmas is coming for up. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a new follower on the Instagrams. Uh, Who? So I was scrolling Instagram. And I came across the Gold Ancient Mariner, which is the officer Ancient Mariner. Ancient Mariner is the person with the earliest Cotterman's pen that's still in active service. And he only had like 39 followers. And How many does he have now? Let me look. Mm-hmm. Did he like immediately follow you back? Almost immediately. Like it was almost really? like his, his phone was in his hand. What's his name? Let's blow this dude up. So, oh, he's at 26 followers. What's his name? Uh, CG, so Coast Guard, 17TH, Gold Ancient Mariner, all lowercase. He's got seven posts. Um, He's got 26 followers, but he's only following 44 people, so I'm in on the ground floor, dog. I just clicked follow. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, he's up to 20. He's probably going to be like, he's up to 28 followers. He's probably going like, to be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> if you're listening, Commander, don't follow BM1 Isaiah Gurky. <laughs> I heard he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know how I came across it. Like it was just, just like the Facebook algorithms or meta algorithms or whatever. And I was like, Hmm. And so I followed it. I went to his page and I was like 26 followers. I wonder if he actually manages this himself. So I clicked follow and fairly quickly. He followed me back. You know what? You know what? Was it on your, uh, on your outline for the episode that I want to add in there to talk about? Why would I know that? If I knew it, I would have put it on the outline. The coin Isaiah helped design. Wait, before that, do you follow the Silver Ancient Manor on Instagram? I don't. I don't do that. I got a lot of people. Who, who's this one? What's what's their handle? It's CG Silver Ancient Mariner 15. BMCM Michael Burt. Oh, his is private. Yeah, so I follow him, and I sent him a message trying to trade coins. Did he tell you to fuck off? <laughs> Didn't message What back. a boast would make. Did he read it? I No, I don't think so. Just because he didn't read it or didn't message you back, I'm not following him on purpose. Wow. Are you talking about the one he designed for the people up where he's at? or the? Yes. yes that's it, that's yes. in this topic of Alaska. Wait till we get to the topic of Alaska. I just said I wanted to add it in. I didn't say we had to do it right just now. Just bring it up later. I'm almost done with my yeah, admin mind stuff. Mind your business. I'm almost done with admin. <laughs> okay, now I'm done with admin. <laughs> you fat bitch. We're going to get into some questions that I have. So I've been trying to get to Alaska since I got in. And my wife of 16 years uh, said if I ever get orders to Alaska, I'm going by myself. Which like... You know, glass half full. She wouldn't do that. So you and I uh, should go to Alaska. All right. Are you are you buying or because it's a lot far? It's a lot more for me to get there than it is for you. We should we should plan a trip and go to where he is and fucking do like a fishing trip or something. So this is your second. This is your second tour in Alaska, right? No, this is my third tour in Alaska. Wow, third tour. And I've been up to Alaska. From my other tour in Washington, we came up to Juneau as well. Where, where, where all have you been total in Alaska, so that we just know like geographically where you've been? So I've been uh, 
I was stationed in Homer, the 225 at the time, the Hickory, and then, which is like south of Anchorage, so the largest city, and by population. And then I was in Kodiak on Alex Haley, and then now Southeast Alaska. Nice. So, so almost all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So what would you rate it on a scale of one to 10? Like yeah. just your experience in Alaska altogether, like it's like zero or one being like the, I don't know, New Orleans, the world's rectum and 10 being like the best place on earth. Uh, best place on earth. I think probably like a solid seven. Cause it's like, there, there are definitely things that could be better, you know, like more amenities and stuff like that. Easier to travel to not having to deal with like healthcare struggles and stuff like that, like travel to obtain healthcare. Does your wife also feel the same way about Alaska? So my, my wife is from Southern California and from like the high desert, like LA area, Lancaster, Palmdale. I'm not going to say which city specifically in that area, but um, that's like high desert. Uh, she's never been to Alaska, but she was, she went to college in Washington in Spokane and leave like we were in panama city and it was like okay florida we both miss the mountains we like the beach but like we miss the mountains i'm from idaho and colorado the critical fill came up and i was like hey do you want to go and we'd already like talked about different xbo jobs and stuff and i'd never thought in a million years she would be like yeah let's go but she was like, yeah, I miss the mountains. Let's go. You liked Alaska before. And I was like, yeah, when I was single, you know, like, are you sure you want to go to Alaska? Like, I'll put in for it. It's a critical fill. Like, I'll, I might get it. There's a good possibility I'll get it. And it was like July. And then we, we left, like, we PCS the first week of September. And I got up here, like, the end of September. And she didn't come up with our son till the end of October because we were waiting for household goods and stuff and to get into housing. And I was like, Hey, you know, I could request an extension. And if, if you like it here, like we'll wait through the winter. Like I'm not just going to put in for it behind your back, but I love it here. And if we want to extend, like let's get through winter, like the depressing months and, you know, like more rain than usual, all that. And if you like it, I'll request the extension. It was like December. And she goes, I never want to leave. Like, don't ever make me leave. That's rad. Y'all like it that much? Yeah, she loves it. She's like, don't ever make me leave. Small community. Like, this is like my hometown. The views are incredible. Like, the community is incredible. Like, everything. It's it's great for families. Did you, uh, were you previously screened for XPO before you put in? Or was that after the fact? They're probably just like, nah, fam, here. This this idiot wants this job. Let's give it to him. Well, I had screened. Well, I thought I had screened before going to Panama City, but I guess my CO never put me in for it. So I heard that story before. Dick move. Job. And then, uh, but for the critical field to come here, my OIC, you know, did the command endorsement and like really put in an awesome endorsement for me. And I think I was the only one who applied. So they just said, give it to this idiot without screening. So you're unqualified for the job. That's what you're saying. Most ex- Super overly qualified. Most, Super XP- overly qualified. most XPOs are not ready to be XPOs. 
It looks like it's sunny there through your window. Is it sunny? Yeah, the sun was shining today. It's a little cloudy right now, but yeah. So you mentioned uh, household goods. How long does household goods take to get up there? I mean, it depends on when you start the process and where, like, where you're coming from. And then it depends. There's only one moving company here on the island, so um, it's a challenge because, like, sometimes they'll they'll fly like moving people from other places around like Southeast Alaska to help them with like PCS season. Um, but there is only one move, moving company, like the, that's it. And um, for me, like I ship my stuff uh, like a month in advance um, from like when I was traveling because I traveled for like, a month. So um, my stuff was here. It was just like they were ready for my stuff to be delivered. I wasn't ready to get into housing. I was in the hotel here. And when I finally got into housing, they were like, oh, we don't have dates yet. So then I was waiting until they had dates that they could move all the stuff in. So you drove to Alaska, right? On like, did you take like the like the long what is it the Alaska Alaska Alaska, Alaska Canada Highway thingy? Yeah, the Alaska Canadian like and the Marine Highway, was, like the ferry. So we drove. Uh, I heard that's pretty family, intense. My, it is. So I've done it three times. Yeah, three times. So, like I took the ferry from Bellingham before to go up to Haines and then drive all the way up and around like Alaska Canadian Highway and around to like Anchorage down to Homer, get on the ferry, take that ferry again. So you got to take two different ferries, Dr- ferry, drive, ferry to Kodiak or like, you know, take the ferry from Bellingham up, drive to Homer. Or just drive all the way to Homer from, like, Seattle. So do you have to have a passport there. to do that? To, like, drive that route since you're going into, like, They Canada? recommend it, but if you're on orders, then you don't have to have one. What about your family? So like, obviously, you know, your family's not on orders. Well, your family is included in your orders. I mean, so. like, their names aren't on there. Not really. They're in your orders. I mean, yeah. allegedly. They are. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're on there. They're, I, I had a... Covered. I had a friend, actually in Panama City, um, he uh, went to Alaska twice, and he elected to take the ferry the second time because he's got a lot of guns, and Canada's, like, super wound up about their guns, so it was hard for him to, like, drive through Canada with guns. Yeah, it's, like, hit or miss. Like, are they going to check your vehicle for it? Are they going to give you any grief about it? Like, I left my rifle in Washington with my sister. Or is that it? Oh. I can go. I can go get it. Probably, I can make can a trip to wherever up. I need to go, and I can go, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of uh, rifle is it? Ruger ten twenty two. It's not them. Oh, I got one of those. <laughs> yeah, a little plunker. Yeah. So, what do you? What do you? Now that you've been up there for a while, how do you like being at XPO? Is it what you thought? Is it worse? Is it better? Like, are you? Are you like glad you went for it? Or, you know. Yeah, like now that now that you're command, yeah. Like the bigger question is, do you get open brow? Yes, <laughs> I think that depends on your OIC. Um, I have an awesome OIC, so you know we. You don't we have, have to lie. This is a safe space. It, I mean, it's a twelve man unit, so <laughs> it'd be funny you know, if he we, listens. <laughs> we were thirteen people, and well, we were supposed to be fourteen. We lost both of our non rates. Now we're down to twelve, like probably permanently. So we have no non rates, and but small unit and we have good communication, but I don't think any XPO is ready 
for their first XBO job because there's no school for it. There's, it's like you go in and you need all of these permissions for all of these applications that you don't know how to use. You're not trained on them. There's no pipeline training for XBO. They should probably screen and, people and make sure they're ready for that. Do, do you think there should be a school, even if it's like a two-week school or something? Do you think there should be? Yeah. It, they should go over every program that you need to. It's probably covered in the screening process that you didn't complete. <laughs> what do you want? It was on the board twice and nobody put in for it. You should have waited till it became like an A2P job. I mean, it would have been nice, but I was already above the cut, so it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, so, so as far as like life in Alaska, like, um, like a couple questions. Like, number one, like. Housing, um, you know, schools, like groceries, gas, like how's the community, yeah, how's government housing? Sucks. Uh, school, my kid's not in school yet, but I mean, there are challenges with schools for sure, like lack of teachers and stuff like that. Um, like, is anybody's kids getting dumber out. going there? That, to your knowledge? No, I think uh, I think that only happens if you if you move to like Florida. Um, <laughs> Zing. I like, I like time in Florida first grade, so I could say that. But, yeah. What's what's yeah, groceries and gas and stuff like? So groceries uh, is pretty crazy. So I I, I paid like one hundred and thirty dollars for to make two and a half gallons of chili the other day. Damn, that's a lot. That's a okay, lot. Let's just say. Let's say like a one pound package of like ground beef. What's what's the ballpark price? Eight bucks. Okay. Gallon of milk. Uh, I think it was five. No. Yeah, five bucks. Five bucks for a gallon of milk. That's a lot. Gonna get yeah. a fucking cow, dog. I think it was five. I I buy uh, like a quart of whole milk, and it's like nine dollars. Get the fuck out of here. Organic. Whole milk, a quart is like nine, ten bucks. Is there what, like what about a, a gallon of, of fuel? Hmm? How much is gas? Gas is like five fifty right now. Five fifty a gas for like regular ass, the cheapest yeah. gas you can get. Cheapest gas. About diesel. Five fifty. I don't. I don't have a diesel. I, don't, I haven't looked. Is um, there like a exchange, a like commissary, like anything like that up there that can help support you guys, like that you can use? Not where I'm at. Uh, there's a galley. I mean, you can eat for cheaper if you want to save money. You're going to save money by buying groceries anyway. We we do get cost of living allowance. We get cola, and that is a good... I heard that's going down. Yeah, it's like... It's on a, like a point system. I don't know how much it's actually going down. Speaking but, of extra money, I was told that if you live for six months in Alaska, you can claim residency, and then you can get like the oil pipeline dividend or whatever. Is that still a thing? I have to apply for it for the the PDF, the uh, permanent. They denied you. PFD, permanent financial dividend or whatever. They denied you. Yeah, they don't deny me. But I believe it's a year of residency. It's probably because you never screened for XBO. Yeah, it's probably on the back burner. <laughs> it's probably because I've been treading water for the past year. Yeah. So it um, is. It is still a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. So like last year, it was like three grand a person in your family or like $3,300, something like that. Yeah, per person. So if you have like seven people times that by like $3,300. Just going to say that. Have you never oh, heard you about this before? A... No, I have heard about it. You better start okay. adopting some people, bro. 
There's yeah. a guy in housing that has six kids. Jeez. Yeah. He's got what? Um, but so this year, I think this year six is like kids. $1,100 $1, per person, I think. So I've heard people that were stationed where you're stationed at, mm-hmm. um, that they would like the the air station would do like training flights to different islands to buy like groceries and shit and like diapers. Is that still a thing? Um, I I haven't heard that they needed to go get extra supplies like that before. But it was like a um, once a month thing. They would just do it, and then like families could like give them money and they'd pay whatever for them. I haven't heard of that happening. I know that they just went to Juno to try to get like cheaper candy for to pass out for Halloween. Mm. Bro, they flew. They they took a flight to look for cheaper candy. Yeah, go to like Costco in Juno and. Also, I talked to my buddy who's in Juno, and he said that Costco fucking sucks. They don't even serve pizza. Ew. Yeah. Hey, a three hundred bag of Dum Dums at the grocery store, twenty five bucks. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Halloween's canceled. Halloween's canceled this year. Do you do you hunt or fish? No. Feel like so, you're missing a, a, a tremendous opportunity. Yeah, like I had a I had I worked for an E6 and he was able to apply for a sustenance permit. So like like if I fly up there as a non-resident, I can catch like three salmon a day. He can go out with a sustenance permit and get like a hundred salmon a day. Like I feel like you're underutilizing your resource, bro. I mean, yeah. If I if I ate a lot of fish, then yeah, for sure. With but fuel know, at five dollars and milk at nine dollars, I would. Blend that fucking you know, shit up and add food coloring and make it milk. You don't like you don't hunt. You don't like go like for like deer or bear. No, or... no. and people will ask me like, oh, so do you hunt or fish? And I tell them no, and they're like, so what are you doing here? You know, like why did you pick here? It's like being in Long Beach and not being able to surf. Cause bro, the mountains are like, are beautiful. <laughs> so <laughs> if I put in if I put in for a bear permit. If I put in for a bear permit and I get selected, can I stay at your house? Yeah, I got I got a spare bedroom. <laughs> I was I would have died if he'd just been like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't care. Yeah, uh, I, just... I like I like to eat, so I, I'll go hunting with people and pack out. I don't care. Disgruntled sailor, I think we need to save up and go to Alaska. Dude, I'm totally down to go do some wild I shit. I got buddies Alaska. that'll take you out. You know, can you? It's just I don't go myself. Like I don't seek out hunts. And but if somebody's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go hunting. Do you want to hike?" And like, see, here's the reason I. Here's what I'd be worried about if I went to Alaska. Like, so I only get to spend time in the woods with my kids like three weeks out of the year because of where I live and the hunting's shitty, and I don't have a boat, so like I can't really do that kind of stuff here. But if I went to Alaska with my family, my wife does, is not an outdoors person. Love her to the death. We've been married a long time. Not a fan of the outdoors. Totally fine with me going to do it when I can. But I would be outside every day, and I would get in trouble for not being home. You know? Oh, dude, my wife would be like, yo, let's go hunt. Let's go fish. She'd be down. Well, we all obviously have different marriages. <laughs> my wife, can, she's not really like an outdoor person. She doesn't like hunting. She doesn't like fishing. Um, she likes to eat seafood and stuff, but she's more about like community events and stuff like that. And we walk a lot of trails and and hike and and stuff. There's so many trails around. So I um, I know <clears throat> you know just from watching TV that I know in you know indigenous people of Alaska are like super into 
you know, their communities. And like, I know like they're allowed to like be taken out of school if they're doing an indigenous activity. How welcoming are the indigenous people to, you know, you know, alleys, round eyes, you know, how, how like, are they like, oh, look, another Coast Guard dude. Welcome to the community. Like, let's, you want to come down to the Elk Lodge or whatever, or, you know, you want to come down. Or are they like, fuck off, or, you don't belong Yeah, here. like, get out of here, whitey. I mean, there are, like, there are places in town that you're like, I'm not going to go there because, you know, that's like. Gangs? Like a native, a native street, oh. you know what I mean? Like, I don't belong in that area. Um, but if you're, if you're involved in the community, like. Like I said, it's a, it's a tight community here. If you're involved in the community and you like are friends with locals, then it'll change how you have interactions with with different natives in the area. Bro, where you're uh, at is so small. You're not going down one street. Like, there's only like 15 miles of road where you're at. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 14, and they are they're making some more road, but it's not going to be like anyone out there is just going around like a point how how is but yeah it's everything all the crime is close by if there's crime there's no there's no crime but how is your do you leave your house unlocked uh if i'm walking around housing so 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 there's crime so that's the best. like my wife's from la area like it's just how we live plenty of people leave their their house unlocked when i was in homer i would go to the grocery store at safeway and I would leave my truck running and go inside and shop and come out. Oh, like I wouldn't do that. Um, Gas is too expensive. How has exactly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when it's negative thirty, you got to keep it running, dickhead. How have you had any good interactions with the community so far? Um, I mean, I'm involved in the community with a lot of different stuff. Like I'm on the board of the American Legion. Um, I go to a lot of events around town we go to activities for kids around town so you meet a lot of different families and stuff um i I think if you're not involved in the community you're missing out because you're secluding yourself and you can't really do that in alaska it's just it's not it's not good for for you to you know not get out there and people go to activities when they are offered and they're good activities too so you got to get out of the house somehow and yeah, I've never had any bad interactions with like locals or natives or anything. Do you want to good friends in the well, area though? Well, that's good. Is he uh, always I'll wait till he's back. To, yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but, um, uh, well the, so the like couple months of darkness, couple months of light, is that as bad as they make it seem? Um, very noticeable, um, that you're like a lot of darkness. I think that it was, it was harder in like Kodiak and Homer because I feel like there are more activities here and it's a tighter community Mm -hmm. to like get out, even if it's like dark, um, and you feel like you need to just like go home from like wherever you are. Cause you're like, Oh, it's dark. Like it's time to go home, but it's like five o'clock, you know? Yeah, so like four thirty, and you're like, oh, like it's time to wind down for the night, go to bed or whatever. And you're like, oh, it's still like way early. But um, yeah, Kodiak and and Homer, it was it was different. I was single too, so and like I'm just a happy person in general, so it didn't affect me as much. Um, but for 
other people for sure. It, the darkness is definitely a thing. Is the inverse with the light? Is that the is that a pain in the ass? Like you have like blackout curtains and stuff. Yeah, in the summer, the I mean, it was I think it was eleven p.m. was when it was going down here, and like at the latest, and we definitely have blackout curtains, and got a two year old, and it's got to be dark in his room or else he's like, he's not going to sleep. Cause he's like, it's time to pee up time to play. And yeah. like afternoon naps, those were tough. And even going to bed at like seven 30 was tough. Um, the blackout curtains are key, but can't like, I think blacking out your windows or like some people like will put foil on their windows or like completely black it out. I think that you, you don't want to do that because then it's like, you can't open the curtains, let the light in you're stuck with that for until you take it off. So you should use that, the, that excessive light to go fishing. Yeah. Um, is, is like, is it as fucking cold as it like looks like it's on TV? Um, so where I'm at, it's not. So it's a, it's a temperate rainforest and the coldest that it gets here. Um, it's like the twenties. What's the temperature right now? 50 degrees. That's 50 not bad at all. Degrees. No. What about you, Fatso? No, I, I what's, love it. What's the temp where you're at? 64. Hmm. We know it's warm where you are, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's cold up in Homer. I mean, I would go just north a little bit towards Anchorage when I lived there, and, like, Soldatna area was, like, negative 30. Negative 30 is cold. I'm from Idaho, so, like, it gets cold where i'm from it wasn't a big deal to me but i mean great lakes area gets really cold right i've never been stationed there but i think it's yeah i mean like 40 i've been stationed on the great lakes and my wife is from the great lakes but like there's a there's a difference in like lake effect zero degrees and like it just looks colder up there like i've been in tree stands and a foot of snow in five degrees you know, I've been on the Great Lakes when the lake is frozen over doing ice stuff. It just – it looks colder on the TV when I watch like Life Below Zero or Alaska whatever and, you know, uh, and it just does – like when I walk out of hunting camp in December and it's fucking 10, 15 degrees, I'm like, this is what it's supposed to be. It's manageable. I, I'm prepared for it and like sometimes I can wear a hoodie or like a flannel. But, like, it looks like on TV that, like, you have to be bundled the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes with, uh, there's, like, they people say it here all the time. There's more rain than, like, you don't have to worry about the cold that much. You worry about the rain more than anything here because it rains so much. Uh, and they say there aren't bad days, like, to go out. It, you don't have bad days. You just have bad gear. So if you have the right gear, it's not going to matter anyway. You're going to go out and you're going to have a good time. You're going to be warm and, you know, like, because you have good gear to stay warm. Speaking of speaking of gear, what kind of gear are you guys wearing? Are you wearing, like, extra toughs? you super fancy with, like, Sika gear shit? What are you, what are you wearing? Uh, we wear, like, Grundons. Um, okay. Like, like, Alaska fishing gear stuff, you know. Like Grundons, extra toughs are definitely, I really, like I really want a pair of those. You know? But I just don't have a justification to buy them. They make so when I was in Alaska last, before 
getting stationary. It was like almost 10 years ago from my last Alaska unit. And I don't remember anything besides just the normal extra tufts like like to your knee and like those boots. And now they have extra tough like low quarter extra tough and like Yeah, my, my awesome. pair maybe comes up like this high above my ankle. Yeah, exactly. Are yeah. are extra tufts like are extra tufts worth the hype? Like are they as good as everybody says they are? It depends on what you're using for. Like if like I can wear my cowboy boots, right? And I can walk through a puddle of water and my feet stay dry. I can do the same thing in extra tufts. It just depends on like what I want to wear, how comfortable I want to be. You can't, like they're they're good they're good. Breathe. Your feet can't breathe in them. That's what. what yeah, sucks. it's fucking right. your feet sweat, bro. But if you need your feet to be uh, dry, they're well and warm. They they're and, fucking yeah, great. They're well worth it. You wear some like merino wool socks, like like yeah. if you were to wear a pair of extra tufts where you are right now, Miami, you would fucking get yeah. trench foot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already a sweaty guy. So, yeah, you, if you have the gear, if you have the gear, like you're good. Don't worry about the how cold it is. Don't worry about how wet it is. Like, make sure you invest in good gear. If you don't get it issued by your unit, then you guys are buying yourselves extra tufts, aren't you? Of course. I, yeah, I know. I know units that buy extra tufts. I know units that buy Carhartt coveralls. I know. Like, yeah. good for fucking them, dude. I want some of that shit. <laughs> we so we got pushed back for trying to buy steel toe um, extra tufts because you're not allowed to buy steel toe and they don't make composite toe steel tufts which sucks but so we had to buy like regular non-steel toe extra tufts and we use them for like brush cutting and like when we have to go clear around lights and stuff or like um you know cut down trees and and trudge through bushlands and stuff what's this uh what's this rad coin i i've heard about so i'm on the board of the american legion here and uh, I got three of us from my unit that are on the board there. Uh, are they running out of people? The MSG. I mean, it, you know, the American Legion, they're all about yeah. veterans and stuff. And um, the MSD um, guy that's on the board, uh, we were stationed together before, and he talked me into coming to hang out for one of the board meetings and stuff. And so then, you know, American Legion is usually older people. And they just, they needed active members for the board. And so I was like, this is good to get me out of the house, um, to get involved. Community with outreach. And, yeah. yeah. So I already designed another coin for my last unit at Panama City, Tambalorian. You haven't seen it. It's so I was like, we can, do a cool coin. <laughs> we can do a cool coin for the Legion. And our Legion is like, our post is very unique because during world war ii they had the Klingit code talkers for the uh the native like killer whale clan um, so like you know the navajo code talkers like the the movie and stuff um but they had the Klingit code talkers uh, from alaska in the pacific theater and out of the six that they had five were legionnaires so and and they were at our post um, so they're members of the American Legion. And so we have like an old code talker, like radio and stuff, and we're doing a memorial in the entrance. And so I designed the coin and like one side is, has like, it's shaped like the code talker radio 
and it says home of the Klingit code talkers on it. And then on the other side, it's got the killer whale clan, um, like headdress at the top um, that got approved from the, uh, the matriarch of the killer whale clan. And she was pretty stoked about it. Um, she thought that, you know, we did a really good job honoring them on the coin. And then it says like, you know, the American Legion post and, and the, the history about the six. Are those uh, for sale? Code Are these coins going to be available so, for purchase? So we ordered a hundred of them and they get, we wanted to do like 250, 300, but we just went with a hundred to start out and we're going to get them in the second week of November. And once we sell enough to like buy and buy more, then we'll order more. So, you can put us down for two right now. You didn't answer my question. Are they going to be available? Anybody can. I, I'll say anybody can order them. All the money goes to the Legion. I mean, you're um, on the board. Just make the call. <laughs> if we get enough interest, I'll put in another order right now. Like I, I ordered. I'm it telling you company. right now, I want one. I want one right now. How big is it? Four inches. Four inches? Yeah. No, three inches, sorry. Three, three inches, inches by almost two and a half inches. So. I yeah, that's pretty cool. That's mine. fucking rad. I don't care what the shipping yeah. is. You send me what it costs, and I will Zelle, Venmo, PayPal, Carrier Pigeon. I want one of those real bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll... So all the money's going to the Legion, and... Do I get a discount because I'm a member of the American Legion? No. No. <laughs> Worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, man. It's, it's, sure. it's cool that you can be, you know... You know, I know you've been there three times. I like that, too. I want one of those in 2XL. Whatever that costs, I want one of those. We're ordering more hoodies, too. So, yeah. Put, put Fat Mr. So. Miami down for one. I want one. I don't care what it costs. Money's no object up to $30. Put it just like that. <laughs> Fat Mr. Miami. I don't care. I just want to know what it is. I want one of those. Uh, it's cool that you're like, you know, you're not from there, but you're assimilating into the culture and like kind of taking it all in. I think I've personally made the mistake of going to different places and not like trying to get into that culture. I mean, some of the places were shitty where I was like Baltimore shitty, but like, you know, when I was in Panama city and I dove into the community, Texas, I dove into the community, North Carolina did the same thing, but it's cool that you can like be in a genuine pale face, just like jump right the fuck in there. It's really cool. Um, Fats, are you got anything else for uh, Alaska? No, I can't believe you don't hunt or fish. Like I'm kind of upset. Like that was like a bulk of what I wanted to talk about. And there's nothing, just nothing. I mean, I wish I did. But my wife's not into it, and it's like I have a lot of other stuff going on that I put my time in. It sounds like just an excuse. Yeah. My wife doesn't like any of my activities. She doesn't like football, fishing, hunting, fly fishing, butchering, cooking. She doesn't like any of it, and we're still doing fine. So, like, you know, just saying. I could go do it. I just don't – I'm not like, oh, I got to get out there. And... That's because you haven't had a good enough time yet when you've been. I'm going to come up there. You're probably right. I'm coming up there. I think it is enough that I would have like a drive to go do it more. Like I just haven't. I go up to the Great Lakes and I do steelhead and some king salmon, and then like every once in a while we get some cohos. And like the way I do it is because I'm where I live. I go up and I take like a week 
and like me and my stepdad, it's like you're in the stream before the sun's up and you come out in dark and then, you know, you eat crackers and fucking pretzels and like that's your dinner. You drink some beer, go to sleep. And then like I have like 30 fish at the end of the week and I smoke it. I make salmon jerky. I make smoked salmon dip. And like it's a it's a it's an event for me. Like, I don't know. Anyway. If you hunt or fish, it's a dream. Really? For sure. Like, I've been on caribou hunts in, in Adak, like the island of Adak and the Aleutian chain, when I was on the hickory, and we came back with a whole cargo hold full of caribou. Did you see any was, pill boxes on Adak? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I've been to Adak a few times, like with Alex Haley, too, but I don't remember the pill boxes. Is Adak? I thought Adak was the island that had, the, like, the pillboxes from over two on it am i thinking of somewhere else in alaska because the illusions are the ones remember. that like swing out towards russia right yeah yeah, yeah they had pillboxes on them okay good. i'm pretty sure they have those in uh at, like dutch harbor and stuff yeah dutch harbor I, has one I didn't, you know, I didn't try and go out to like those places i was doing other stuff doing other stuff <laughs> yeah like DDing for people and stuff you know? yeah well you're a good friend I think that Alex Haley or Haley or he, Alex Haley. Yeah. Alex Haley. I think that's a real interesting ship. Number one, it's uglier than sin looking, right? Whoa. It is though. It's ugly. It's got a bunt, blunt nose on the front. It's shaped weird. It's, it's a, what is it? A, it's a 1930s, 1940s Navy salvage ship that we like retrofitted. It's a dive and salvage. Ship yeah. It's, from it's like, so we tried to do an episode of pit my ride and it yeah. fucking failed. So, I've always wanted to know, like, maybe you can answer, maybe you can't. Why, number one, two-parter, why did they take the Navy salvage ship and make it a Coast Guard cutter? Like, what was the purpose? Does it have, like, can it break ice? Because we're it... poor. Shut up. I know that answer. Like, <laughs> is it, like, does it have a thicker hull? Can it break ice? Was there a specific mission in mind? And secondly, why didn't they do that to more? Like, why is it a unicorn? I don't know why specifically. I mean, they were able to put a hanger on it. Really? They were able to have the hanger, and it's got the flight deck, and they, you know, they had to restructure the A-frame that was in the front. I don't, I don't know why, like, specifically that one, and I don't know why there aren't any more, but I believe it's the largest birthing in the Coast Guard still. Uh, when I was on there, it was 42-man birthing for, like, non-rates and third classes. Holy Gross. shit. What were they, like, hammocks? How many... <laughs> How big was the head? Before I think it was sixty-five when it was with the Navy, maybe around seventy. Um, it was forty-two men when I was on there. There were probably thirty-nine, thirty-eight or thirty-nine racks that were usable. There was one that had, like the sewage line ran like right over it, so like nobody used that rack. The head was like it was a row of like showers. Yeah, how Black many? A row of showers. I think it was four. Four showers for forty-something yeah, people. Yeah, I think it was four showers. There were three stalls and one. Um, were you a non-rate or a petty officer? Toilet seat off one stall, so it was just a pisser. <laughs> I was a I was a BM three at the time. Fuck that and dude. Went from forty two man. They called it the jungle. When I was there. I don't know if it's like still called the jungle. That's cool. Uh, they had the different like the rows were different names, just like on other cutters, you know, like the suburbs, um, the ghetto. Yeah, Little Havana. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. How, so, how big is Alex Haley? Two hundred and eighty-two feet. Really? So it's in it's in the two seventy class, but it's two hundred and eighty-two feet. When I got orders there, the detailer was like, "You can get you know 
have fun on the 270. And I was like, there's no 270 on the list. I don't know what he's talking about. But I went to the 282, Alex Haley. Uh, how many how many people are on that? So if it's a 270, it's got to have like, you had to have like 100 some people, right? Yeah, I think we had 110 people on there when I was there. And I moved from 42 men to 12 men. So I don't. that's the biggest cutter I've been on out of the four I've been on. Um, so, does, or the other cutter what kind of, do they have like an OTH? Do they have it's like a CBL? Like what do they have? Yeah, we had an OTH and we had, uh, we had CBL as well. So like, do you have any guns? We had, uh, the, the 25 mil. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Do you have a C Wiz? Fifties? No, no C Wiz. That twenty five is like my my favorite one that I've shot, for sure. What? Okay. You feel you feel like Cuba Gooding Jr. shooting that thing, you know, in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. That's wasn't in, in Pearl. Oh, you're talking about the shitty movie Pearl Harbor. What are you talking about? The dude? only accurate thing in the movie Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck is that the Japanese did in fact attack Pearl Harbor. That's the only factual thing in that whole fucking movie. Alright, well, we're not going to get into it, but that gun is fun to fire. Have you ever fired it? I have. I fired many guns. It's fun. It's a blast. I love how it, like, shocks your whole body. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest gun that they have on there. Though. You want to see a cool gun real quick? Look at the one that he's holding. Look at this thing. This is our Black Hawk Down uh, Blood Diamond clone. That's rad. So your son just heard us talking about guns, and he goes and grabs them. No, he's uh, doing PMS as he should. The Electric Boogaloo Part Two reset is coming. He needs to clean his firearm. Nice. What do we got for uh, this week's FRC? Are you tired of talking over about Alaska? Because I was having a good time. Yeah, I'm over it. Okay, well, Fatso's done. All right, this week we have the Jacob Peru. Um, Hold on. So we've actually done a lot of ops with the Jacob Peru. Uh, Put your ding-dong thingy down so pay attention. Jesus Christ, you're bald? I've never seen you without a hat on. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus, I was yep. not ready for that. Clicked on the Wikipedia thing, and I came back, and you were fucking penis bald. I wasn't ready. Put your fucking hat back on. All right, so the Jacob Peru is out of Pascagoula, Mississippi. I didn't have to look that up. I knew that. Um, and it's an FRC. We covered that part. Um, we You're actually... crushing it right now. Shut up, fucker. <laughs> um, so... One of the first interactions I had with an FRC was in like 2019. What year did we get to the ship? 18 or 19? 18. So it was, must have been 2018, and it was my first pursuit case, right? First pursuit case, I'm like, I've done all the training. I've waited fucking 15 years to get here, 14 years to get here. Let's Let's go. And I remember being on the bridge wing doing our – I'm sorry. I remember being in combat doing our briefing and OS one racist Dan look goes over and goes, there goes the Peru. We're going like 19 knots downhill. Right. And they just, just fucking whiz right past me. Right. I remember that. Yeah. And you were fucking so mad. <laughs> very mad. Very mad. Like we're out here in like a ship 
you know, that was commissioned in 1965 doing 19 knots. And these guys are doing pursuit in their fucking boat. Anyway, so the Jacob Peru, um, so Jacob Peru, he was born in 1938 and he died in 1968. He was a medic for the United States Coast Guard. Um, he actually died of burns suffered when a fire caught on fire. A fire caught on fire. <laughs> fucking A. Fucking crushing it, dude. <laughs> fire struck the remote Alaskan base he was assigned to. On the 2nd of June, uh, the recreation hall of Loran Station, ADAC, Alaska. So a Loran Station is – so back in the day before we had, like, satellites and, you know, science in the future, we would man these stations that were, like, you know, there'd be a unit. Like, there was one in, like, Nome, Alaska. Um, there was one in Attu, I think. Yeah, some, I forget. And it was just a radio tower, and their job was to, like, relay information. That was their whole job. At the Loran Station in Adak, Alaska, uh, after Peru, other men escaped from the burning building. He re-entered it when he thought he heard cries for help. After he had been terribly burned and head count determined that no one was missing, a Coast Guard accounting the event records that even though he was horribly burned himself, Peru guided in uninjured men and how to properly care for those who had burned. So this dude went back into the fire because he thought someone was in there, got burned like Darth Vader, and then ad- instructed people on you know initial first aid. Um, so I'm going to read his citation real quick. <clears throat> he got the Coast Guard medal, by the way, because he died. Not because he died. He did a good job. He also just happened to also have died. Um, the President of the United States of America takes pride in presenting the Coast Guard medal posthumously to Hospital Corpsman First Class Jacob Lori Arthur Peru. L-A-U-R-I. Is that Lori? Lori? Sure. Lori Arthur Lowry, Peru. Lowry. Jacob Lowry Arthur Peru. Uh, shit, my bad. For heroism on the morning of June 2nd, 1968, when he entered a burning cabin to attempt a rescue on Adak Island, Adak, Alaska. When the fire erupted about 3.30 a.m., engulfing the doorway of the old recreation building, Petty Officer Peru, together with seven other men, successfully escaped. Hearing shouting, believing to be a cry for help from a man from a trapped companion, he unhesitatingly re-entered the flaming cabin to render assistance with complete disregard for his own safety. Petty Officer Peru received second and third degree burns over 75% of his body before he finally let the burning left the burning building assured that his companions were safe. He calmly gave sound medical advice to his injured companions until help arrived. Petty officer Peru later succumbed to his injuries, his outstanding courage and intrepidity and unselfish actions were in keeping with his highest level of highest tradition of the United States coast guard. There's a book and a couple other things about Jacob Peru. If you want to read into it, uh, but he sounds like he was just a rad dude that was put in a shitty situation. And even though, yeah, that's, that's crazy that he would like run back into the fire. Yeah. That fucking burned. And then and shipmates out while being injured. It's like the equivalent of like being like a combat medic being shot and then trying to like, it's like saving prior Ryan when the, when the dude, when the medic gets shot and the medic's like, all right, you need to do this, this, and this to like save me. Like it's, it's akin to that. You're putting that emergency trauma dressing on wrong. This is how you should do it. <laughs> That's the FRC. Any additions to the FRC? Huh? I, I think we're kind of going in like an order. I don't think we're just picking random ones. I think we picked a random one like once or twice. Because uh, we like, picked, uh, the only time we picked a random one was so when we had, guest on. we had Jimothy on who insisted on doing his ship. No, we did uh, another random one when we had... Uh, 
that guy on that talked about medical stuff. He wanted to do. Oh yeah, uh, the, the the pharmacy, pharmacy one. Yeah. All right, let me. So you, you didn't pick that one because it had to do with Alaska. It was literally next in line. Yeah, just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I gotta find I, my thing. Hold on. Do you have? So we're not moving on yet. Hold on, just ease a piece of the deck. No. Yeah. Be prepared. No. Hold on, I gotta find my first thing. Isaiah, do you have anything? For last calls? Yeah, if you want a coin, reach out to me if you like American Legion or history. Do you want to plug your wife's business since you have the floor currently? Yeah, my wife's making awesome handmade clay earrings. If you need a gift for your loved one, uh, Lilies of the Valley Earrings on Instagram. It's kind of long. Lilies of the Valley Earrings. And she's doing like Halloween stuff. She can do custom earrings. Uh, and she's also a beauty counter rep too. But it's not it's not a Ponzi scheme. I'm all about coins. I'm trying to collect every Aton coin and black hole coin. I don't. I've got I've got about half of every unit. I think I might only have like one Aton unit coin. I think two, I maybe two. I have t- I have I don't two. Have that many. Actually, I have three. I have the Harry Claiborne. I have the Elm. I have the Tambalorian. I have the Joshua Appleby. I have, uh, I have, I don't remember. I think that's it. All right, you ready for some last? You fat say you got last calls because mine are always better than yours. I, I do. All right, let's go. So, if Earth is the third planet from the Sun, does doesn't that mean that every country is a third world country? That's all we did that one before. Did we really? Yeah, I did it. It was like episode twenty two, twenty three. That was, some old, and that was some old shit. You ain't gonna if do that. If you're wrong, if you're it's t- not 22 or 23, you owe me. You're lazy. Know, you're not gonna do cool. that. You're not gonna do that. You're too lazy. Been to a third world country before? Have yeah, I, I have. been to? Yes. Oh yeah, quite a few. Like like topless. That's not what makes it. That's not what makes, that's a, not third what makes it a third world country. <laughs> you racist. Have you been to one of those? Yeah. I've been to one of those. Where it was like we had to go to the Manhunt. It was like in the Pacific. Oh, that's not third world. That's aboriginal. Third world's like Haiti, uh, Niger, places like that. That's a third world country. All right. If a person owns a piece of land, including the mineral rights, how deep in the ground do they own? Is it all the way to the center of the earth? Yes. That's actually it's, it's actually Isaiah. a law. So you can keep digging. 100%. I, I Googled it because I wanted to know once I saw that. It's it's to the center it's, of the earth. If you own, like a lot of lot of land, right, you don't own the mineral rights too. Like it's bought and sold separately sometimes. But if you happen to own everything, you own all the way down as far as you can fucking go. I didn't know that. You could have just asked me that. I could have told you that. Uh, do you know who and where the Big Mac was created? Chicago, 1978. You're fucking wrong. And I'm kind of sad you don't know this one. I'm not a fast food guy. You're the fat piece of shit that has the Wendy's fucking thing memorized. I have more than just Wendy's memorized. Not all McDonald's fast food items are corporate creations. Some were created by the franchisees. It was invented by Jim Delegati, a Uniontown, Pennsylvania McDonald's franchisee. Wow. How neat is that? (laughs) I figured you would know. Like if. You know what I mean? Uniontown's a shithole. Well, that's where the Big Mac was like, created. Like most Pennsylvania towns. Hold on, I'll be right back. Dendies. <laughs>
got to make a trip out to the uh, the largest city in the United States. The largest city? Yep. That's what, where I'm what, at. What? No, I, I yep. don't. I don't believe that. I yeah. Don't, I don't. I don't believe that. Let me. I'm, I'm going to Google yeah. it now because. I mean, if you don't come to the largest city in the United States, come out to the largest Coast Guard base in the United States. What's that? Okay, said, listen. He said where he's at is the largest city in the United States. And I just Googled it because I'm like, there's no way that's fucking true. And he's fucking wrong. I'm right. Based off what? Population? No, landmass. It's the largest city in the United States. Also, base Kodiak is the largest base in the Coast Guard. Is it really? Yep. Is it the only – how many Coast Guard bases have actual Coast Guard housing on Coast Guard base? I couldn't tell you that, but base Kodiak is 23,000 acres. That's not a lot. That's a lot. And you hunt it? No. That's Ew. a shame. Yeah. But it's not like – I mean you could go across the street from the, the gate, go 1,000 yards and shoot something. Yeah, but like you have 23,000 acres. Why not just let some people hunt it? Because there's a lot of cool stuff on base and – I mean, the only thing that we usually see on base is, like, a, a bear. Okay. Fucking. They're not going to let you shoot a bear on base. You're doing it all wrong. Have you Why? asked? Have you asked? Yeah, have you asked? Make them tell you no. That's right. Well, I mean, I'm not there anymore. I need I need to make that into a sticker. Make them tell you no. You know what? Base Kodiak is the only base command in the Coast Guard that supports both cutters and aircraft. Hold on. I, I don't think Hold that's on. true. Hold on. Hold on. He's using the word base specifically. Base command, yes. Because yeah, there's no, a difference I, between I, base and air station. I, I know, but he said supports. I'm at a base, and we support cutters and aircrafts. No, you don't. Yeah, we 100% fucking do. No, you don't. I would, I promise you we do. He means direct reporting. So, like, you have land area assets, you have sector assets, you have, you know, that's what he's talking about is in like support and manage is what he's talking he about. He means they're under the same chain of command. Is that what he's saying? They're under the same chain of command? What What is he trying to say? Because like if you just say supports, like it's not the only one. And the cutters are under the base. They're, they're tenant commands of the captain. Oh, okay. Not like a separate air station and a separate like – like He's saying, like, like the CEO of the air station is a tenant command to the CEO of base wherever. Yeah, ours is like that. I don't think so. I, I promise you. The XO has said it to me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Let's see here. What's next? Did you guys see that the United States military has its first space ranger? Like Buzz Lightyear? Is that his name, Buzz Lightyear? Like Buzz Lightyear. To um, infinity and beyond. Space Force Captain Daniel Reynolds, Reynolds recently graduated from the Army's demanding ranger school, making him the first guardian, because that's what you call them, to complete the course the service announced Monday. He was pinned with the distinguished ranger tab by his father and fellow ranger Army Colonel John Reynolds, Reynolds on October 13th. Although Space Force called the accomplishment a huge achievement on social media, only emerged as service and blah, blah, blah. All right. So pretty much, so he's in the Space Force, and he has a Ranger tab. That makes him a Space Ranger. The first no. Space Ranger. Yes, huh? Yes, huh? No. Yes, huh? No. Yes, huh? It makes him a graduate of the U.S. Army Ranger School. 
not a space ranger. Listen, we just talked about the last episode that it was between Ranger and Ranger Tab. Okay, first of all, number one, that, number two. Yeah, that'd be like you saying that you went to the Ranger School and you're like, I'm a a Sentinel Ranger because that's what we're fucking called now, Sentinels. If I can no, make it, through, if I can make it through <laughs> Ranger training, I'm calling myself a fucking Sentinel Ranger, and I don't care what the <laughs> fuck you're gonna say. Do not take this away from me. We, the United States of America military has a fucking space ranger. Get fucked. You're just mad you didn't see it first. Wrong. Wrong. No, you're wrong. Isaiah, what's the deal? Am I right or is he wrong? I'm kind of pissed that they get to call themselves a guardian, but in the space force and we have to be sentinels. Yeah, well, we're dipshits. What do you expect? If, if, <laughs> if, okay, if you could choose any term to call us, what would it be, Isaiah? Motherfucker. Probably Coasty. Motherfucker. It would be Coasty? Motherfucker. Yeah. That's it. You have the any word in ever, and you're gonna choose Coasties. I mean, I'd have to think about it more. I want to be officially known as Puddle Pirates. Okay. I wouldn't be against that either. That'd probably be my first or second choice. Yeah. Well, we have a Space Ranger. I'm gonna think that I'm gonna agree with with him on it and say Space Ranger. Yeah. Fuck you both. That's awesome. All right. So I came across this the other day, and I think this is every – so <clears throat> every shitty command, shitty officer you ever had has this specific issue, all right? It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, okay? And pretty much if you look at a graph, like you have this side and then this side, it kind of does like a, a big U, all right? And average person is at the bottom in the middle, all right? This this – I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Hold on. I'm waiting for a burp. I'm waiting for a burp. All right. The Dunning-Kruger effect in psychology, a cognitive bias whereby people with limited knowledge or competence in a given intellectual or social domain greatly overestimate their own knowledge or competence in that domain relative to the objective criteria or the performance of their peers or of people in general. According to the – it's you. Stand by. Shut up. (laughs) According to researchers for whom it, whom it is named, psychologists David Dunning and Justin Kruger, the effect is explained by the fact that the metacognitive ability to recognize deficiencies in one owns, one owns knowledge or competence requires that one possesses at least a minimum level of the same kind of knowledge or competence, which those who exhibit the effect have not attained because they are unaware of their deficiencies. Such people generally assume they are not deficient. So here's the deal. Jesus did you guys? Can you guys see that? Yes, I saw that. So, you were getting spotted. Yeah, he he needs to he needs to he needs to work on practicing those corners. Yeah. So the general idea is so like if you let's say uh, driving a boat, right? If you have a base concept, like I grew up driving boats, I driving my dad's boats. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You have a minimum. You have a minimal understanding of that specific concept so you don't know what you don't know so therefore based on you not knowing what you don't know you think you are at the top right so that's why it has the you so like you're over here on the left going i know so little about the subject i don't know what my deficiencies are i'm awesome you get to the middle where you have people that go I know a minimal about, minimal amount about the subject. I know I can perform it minimally. And then on the other side, you have people 
that know everything about that subject and can really perform on that subject, like a BMC, a BM1, someone that's been driving, you know, their pursuit. They're qualified on like eight fucking boats. They've done Aton pursuit. They've done SAR things like that. So when you have officers, chiefs, first classes who don't really understand a subject or know a subject. They don't know that they don't know anything. There's a literal term for officers being stupid. It's the Dunner-Krugan effect. They don't know that they don't know anything. And that's why they think they're fucking smart. I just solved the fucking military right now. Right now. This is a monumental occasion. I solved the military right now. You didn't solve anything. You didn't solve it. You just said, you just you said this is why they're stupid. <laughs> you didn't solve anything. <laughs> Step one in solving a problem is identifying the deficiency. I identify so the deficiency. So you've missed a step one. <laughs> Whatever. You're like, you're cutting hairs here. What you need to do with the information is you need to... What you need to do is <laughs> let them know that they don't know anything. Like, Oh, I'll that's use... going to go over well. No, no, no. Wait, listen, no. So we've run into this. I've been roadblocked a lot. So like the Bridge Brothers, uh, Spider, uh, the other two ensigns we got afterwards. I don't. We never. I don't think we ever gave them nicknames. But the one that cried in first class during Tista, that one. Like they, <laughs> they understood that they didn't know anything. So their performance was better because they understood they didn't know anything and therefore wanted to learn and didn't objectify us to their stupidity. You know. The ones that think they know everything but actually don't and can't perform, that's that's what I'm talking about right here. And I think if we can disseminate that to the officer corps and to the fucking chief's cult and let them know that, they can be like, oh, maybe I should learn more about a specific thing before I go ahead and like – No, it won't work. It won't work because if you know don't that. know that you don't know. know, you're not going to know that you're fucking up. That's why you have people like me that go, you're being stupid, and here's why. I can fix it. People just need to listen. You know how that comes off? Mr. Miami's just a dickhead. Awesome. <laughs> That's just my face. There's this thing called whatever. The Dunning-Kruger effect. You should wait, look wait, into wait. it. Let me, stop you. Let me stop you right there. Wait, wait, wait a second. All right. When you want something done with, a, with an officer specifically, if you go up to them and go, I have an idea. I'd like to do this. They go, I don't like that. All right. If you go up to an officer and you go, numbers, graphs, I have this PowerPoint, and you have all this information, they go, oh, okay. If you go up to them and go, here's why you're stupid. You don't know that you don't know anything. Let me help. It's it's a clinical diagnosis. You have this. You have the Dunner-Krugan effect. You're stupid and because it's Kruger, of Kruger, first of all. What did I say? Not Krugan. Hey, I'm going to text you both a photo, and this is the photo I'm going to use. The photo for what? You'll see. That's the photo that we should use to show officers. You found it. <laughs> you found it. That's the Dunning-Kruger effect. You you don't know you're dumb. That's the problem. It makes a lot of sense, though, doesn't it? If there's a clinical diagnosis for officers being stupid now, they can claim it on their VA. I don't care. I don't, I don't know if he can claim that on, on a VA thing. All right. Well, anyway. All right, I got a couple more. Did you make that? <laughs> no, I didn't make that. <laughs> it looks like you drew it. <laughs> I thought you were just doodling that in paint or something. 
<laughs> it looks like he made it in paint. All right. Put that on my Instagram. <laughs> Maybe I should. All right. Lasagna is just spaghetti flavored cake. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like lasagna. It's not cake though. If you, it what is a cake. What's cake? It's layer right, icing, layer icing, la- layer yeah. icing, layer icing. That's what fucking lasagna is. Let's get the flour and flour, water and eggs. Flour, water and eggs mixed with a binding apparatus. Binding apparatus, flour, milk, and eggs. That's, okay, listen, that's what a listen. cake is. The definition. The definition of cake is an item of soft, sweet food made from a mixture of flour, shortening, eggs, sugar, and other ingredients, baked and often decorated. Lasagna that's is not sweet. Pasta. Pasta lasagna is savory. Is fl- flour is. You've never had like homemade marinara sauce. It's sweet, you dickhead. Flour, eggs, water, or shortening. Is, is the noodles, and then the sauce in between with the ricotta is the fucking binding agent, like I said previously. Lasagna is a cake. Not not I'm sweet. Decorated. You just don't like being wrong. I I'm not, I'm not wrong. I get, a, I get a piping bag and then put some marinara in it, and I, I pipe Mario. No, on no he doesn't. On the top no. of it. I do too. I do too. It's <laughs> a me, a Mario. Speaking it's of a me, it's a me, a Mario. Do you know he's actually not saying it's me a Mario in Italian? He's saying it's a me, which is my name is in Japanese. Name is Mario. Yes, I yeah. did know that. So yeah, I think I said that before. Did you know if you cut off your thumb, you lose your middle finger? Shut up. I mean, you technically don't lose your middle finger. You just yes, you do. You know you no longer have a it. finger in the middle. You you still have your middle finger. What you're no, you saying don't. is no, you, don't. you have four fingers. There's no. not one in the middle. So, yeah, that's that's what middle means. Middle means in the middle. If you cut off yes. this thing, there's nothing in the middle, so there's no, four, there's no more middle finger. But it's and this still your thumb. middle finger. You ever seen a cripple with a thumb? Nothing becomes your thumb. Your thumb's just yeah. gone if you cut it off. It's not like you fucking get a new thumb. No. I had a kid in high school. He had cerebral palsy. His name was Paul, so we called him Cerebral Paul, and he was missing one of his digits, so he used this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I have one more that I found after I wrote the outline. You're going to love this because this is right up your alley. Have you heard of, like, girl math and, like, boy math and, like, yes. you know, like, if I return a sweater and I get $20, I can spend it. This is fat math. All right. Okay. Fat math. If you walk to pick it, if you walk to pick it up, it's healthy. Okay. Yeah, all you're dips, exercising. Yeah, all dips, dipping sauces are healthy if you use a vegetable. So if like you dip celery into like buffalo, that's healthy. Buffalo and yeah, ranch, or, that's healthy. Or ranch, or ranch. Yeah, it's healthy. If you have a sober weekend, you can eat whatever you want that week because you didn't ingest those calories. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't ingest those calories. Yeah. Uh, Chipotle is healthy. Yes, <laughs> I view it. I view it that way too. Caesar salad and fries is the ultimate balanced salad. You're eating greens with French fries. It's they're all vegetables. Correct. <laughs> if you eat healthy all day, you deserve a sweet treat because you were healthy all day. That's right. Yep. Yep. You uh, earned it. If you walk inside of the gym, that counts as a you workout. Were, yep, you worked out. <laughs> Did you read this list beforehand? <laughs> no. <laughs> it just hits home with me. It's unhealthy to not eat a snack at the movie theater. 
you have to. You See, have to eat. You have to have popcorn or some sweets, yeah. right? Or or you have to sneak in your own food. Yeah. You know, my grandmother once took me to the movies and I asked for candy and she said I have stuff. And then when we sat down to the movie, she pulled meatloaf out of a tin foil and then fucking Ritz- meatloaf? <laughs> yeah, and then she'll said club club crackers with peanut butter on top. <laughs> if your mom made it, it's healthy. Yeah. And Last one, if it was free, it has zero calories. Correct. I can't believe you didn't argue a single one of those. <laughs> no, I agree with all of them. That's like that's like if you eat if you eat Chick-fil-A, those are the Lord's calories. They don't count. <laughs> I mean, you got me there. You got me there, man. Well, that's all I had. All right. You got anything else? He's talking to I'm, you, I'm Isaiah. Take, I'm take your silence as a no. No, that's all I got. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one. (laughs) I wonder if that caught that. Oh, I haven't stopped it yet. It definitely caught it. (laughs)